0: The role of effort and grace when working towards your goals. So this week's theme is all about tapping into your heart in order to uncover your true and authentic desires. So these should be differentiated from your uh, sort of temporary, fanciful um, pleasure type desires. So there's a difference there within. Certainly within yoga philosophy, they make a distinction between um, the more sort of permanent happiness versus the um, temporary pleasure so what we're interested in here when thinking about goals is something that's sustainable and in it for the long haul those things that are going to warm you and keep you happy for the long run so yeah it's finding that thing or way of life that really makes our heart sing makes our soul come alive it's that which lights us up and inspires us. It's about living our passion and providing us the deepest meaning and satisfaction in life. So the journey to discovering your heart's desires may start with really honing in on what your core values are. Yeah? And identifying how you want to feel every day. So when you think about core values, um, that's really like what you perceive to be um, important Um, ideologically, philosophically, ethically, morally, you know, what's important for you on a day-to-day basis? What do you want to fill your life with? You know, is it more... um, more friendship, more social life, more um, being in nature and being outside? Or is it more sort of comfort? Um, Maybe you want to feel a sense of stability and security in your life. Like, whatever your core values are is okay. And the key is to really, like, um, live by them, for there to be a sense of cohesion and integrity in your life. So, you know, when we live by our core values, then our daily feeling should feel good. We should feel aligned. All right, this may take some time to uncover these core values and it may require some reflection and also some flexibility because core values can change over time. So we can, again, look into yoga philosophy to really gain some insight when considering these topics. Ancient yogic scripture addresses the topics of what is the soul and it highlights that any desires that are identified from the soul need to be discovered or uncovered, if you will. So yoga philosophy provides a really eloquent and simple route to living out in an authentic life where we act, actually manifest our heart's desires. I've done years of exploration into yogic scripture to uncover what yoga has to say on these subjects and I'll summarize my findings right here for you. So in a nutshell yoga says that individuals that your individual soul is essentially essentially a momentary expression of the universal soul. And we always are and remain connected to the universal soul, one in the same. And yet at the same time, this lifetime, and there are many lifetimes, this lifetime offers us an opportunity of exploration where we have a distinct, unique and momentary existence that is experienced as a living sort of almost separate from the universal soul although ultimately the clinch is we never really are truly separate so the individual soul has chosen to experience life as a human being in order to experience and learn various things according to yoga each unique soul has its own gifts goals and lessons to be had and it is the purpose and duty of our soul to discover and express these unique gifts, goals, and lessons in this lifetime. Manifesting one's heart's desires is like shining your individual light and bringing forth your gifts into the world. This is where the concept of effort and grace are really key. It is through a process of effort, steady, dedicated work towards a goal, alongside non-attachment to the goal, a sense of grace, that we achieve our goal. And in doing so, realise that the real goal the entire time was actually the journey, the process itself, rather than the end point. So it's the process to the goal which is really where we get to know our true self. And this is because the ultimate goal is for the individual soul to recognise, realise and remember that their true nature is that they are not really separate from the universal soul at all. This realisation leads to liberation of the soul from the illusions of the trappings of the material realms and it's referred to as enlightenment. So there it is in a nutshell and I'm pretty put out by the fact that my entire 25 years of yoga practice can Pretty much be summarised and wrapped up the way I've just done it, because <laughs> it took me blooming ages to make sense of the scripture to figure all this stuff out. But anyway, there it is, and I've and I've given you the stripped down version without reference to particular scripture, because um, I wanted to keep it simple. Um, but yeah, the meaning of life is pretty much summarised as um, connecting to your soul and finding your heart's desires and expressing them. Um, Or in layman, like straightforward English terms, working towards your goals and really uncovering your core values and letting your core values guide you towards your goals to live a meaningful, happy life. Yeah? So let's take a moment here, because maybe that's pretty deep. Maybe um, have a moment to just pause and reflect on it. And see how you feel about these assertions from the ancient philosophy of yoga. And before you do, i just leave you with a little um, quote from Ganjaji. Ganjaji. So he's a, a yogi. So the willingness to receive what is already in the core of your being is the willingness to not run from your own longing. To discover right now within yourself, the source of that longing. Then you will discover that that longing itself carries you to the core of yourself, where true peace and perfection are revealed as never separate from the truth of who you are. Wow, he perfectly summarises my summary, so even better. All right, so I should add, however, that as with any philosophical standpoint, These assertions from the yoga philosophy are built upon some underlying worldviews. The underlying belief within the yoga philosophy is that we have a soul. You know, you may not even agree. There is also the belief in some kind of reincarnation. Again, you may not agree. There isn't full agreement within the yoga philosophies regarding what exactly the soul is or what exactly is reincarnated. Some schools argue that your individual soul, the essence that makes you, you, has a sustained, distinct sense of identity that remains intact throughout reincarnations and different lifetimes. Whereas other schools of thought argue that the soul is less of a personality as such and more of an essential life force energy, which is what flows from reincarnation to the next so so it depends on your on your beliefs really and then also um let's not skirt around the issue the concept of god god may be an uncomfortable word for you or maybe an irrelevant word for you or you may hold a concept of god quite in high esteem now is any of those three opposing sort of standpoints in Conflict with yoga philosophy? In an answer, no, they're all inclusive. It's funny because I've discovered over the years that God is not always necessarily built into the worldview of yoga philosophy. And it ultimately all depends on the school of thought or the commentary or the interpretation of the school of thought that you are looking into. So, no wonder I spent so many years trying to figure all this stuff out. It can be quite confusing. (laughs) So some schools of thought consider the universal soul to be God, whereas others perceive the universal soul to be more like an essential quality of aliveness that all living things have, have, have in common. So this latter approach, the aliveness sort of universal soul, It fits really well with contemporary findings within quantum physics, you know, whereas the former, the uh, universal soul as God is essentially more of a, a religious approach. So it basically the teachings can include God or can stand alone without the need for the role of a God, depending on your own predilections and beliefs. You know, ultimately, the yoga philosophy is there to be lived and to be applicable and relatable to your life. It's a living spirituality, not a archaic um, sort of academic um, pursuit. All right. So, when we come to discuss the concept of grace in more detail, this will this this sort of um, makes more sense. Okay, anyway, so let's get into effort and grace a little more now. Have you ever been given the advice, don't give up? And thought, yeah, that that makes sense as an ethos. But equally, have you ever been given the advice, just let go, whatever will be, will be? And also thought, and also thought hey, yeah, that seems like really wise advice too. And then, have you ever been in a situation where what's where what you want seems just beyond reach. Um, paradoxically, either a little more effort or a little more letting go could equally be valid paths to take. So how do we bo- do both simultaneously? Work towards our goals, never quitting or giving up, and yet also letting go? It's it's a dilemma. But thankfully, yoga provides some insight into this dilemma, and it's all about getting good working definitions of effort and grace, as you'll see. So let's unpackage the two words, effort and grace. The Oxford Dictionary defines effort as vigorous or determined attempt. Now that sounds like hard work, and we all know hard work pays off, right? No pain, no gain, right? Well, in society, that is certainly the message we are conditioned to in order to achieve our goals however yoga philosophy offers a different approach to effort you could think of it more as an effortless effort it's the kind of effort that is without suffering it's the kind of effort without struggle or martyrdom it's a kind of focused effort that's without forcing pushing fighting Striving or pain? Wow, that sounds a bit radical. Doesn't it sound too good to be true? Can we really work and apply our effort without it being hard? Well, it's about reconceptualizing effort and considering it more as aligned focus aligning our focus and awareness with the flow of life itself is what i'm talking about here and this comes about through mindful awareness of the process of your efforts and adapting the path and the plan along the way when you needed without losing sight of your goal Yet at the same time, not being too rigidly fixated upon the outcome of your process or too attached to the outcome of your goals. So this effectively requires that you let go of attempts to steer and control your path towards your goals in recognition that you ultimately cannot completely dictate outcomes no matter how hard you try. This is what I mean about when I talk about leaving space for grace in the path to success. So the Oxford definition of grace is a little more complex to unpack because there are many different meanings and uses of the word, um, including smoothness and elegance of movement, courteous goodwill, or it has a sort of Christian connotation and and grace can mean a divine blessing. So in this context, explore a little bit about what the word grace means to you. I personally think in this context, the best way about thinking about the concept of grace is from taking the French transla- translation of the word "grâce," which means thanks to or is due due to when you want to credit someone or something for a positive situation or event. You see, when we give thanks, we are expressing gratitude and appreciation for someone or something that is beyond our personal boundary and our remit of control. Expressing gratitude is scientifically proven to increase your positivity and well-being, by the way, which helps manifest your goals. So you can think of grace as gratitude and appreciation that arises when we are inspired by or in awe of something. Just think of the example of a, a beautiful sunset. A sunset can invoke such sense of awe, wonder and inspiration that we can't help but for it be filled with appreciation. And in these moments we are humbled and see our place on the planet and feel connected to a sense of the wider world. So it can, grace, when it arises, it can evoke such a, Deep-seated feeling of trust for the bigger picture. Opening to grace is a term often associated with yoga practice. It's a way of leading what we do with an open-hearted attitude of infinite possibility and support. So moments of experiencing grace are actually, you know, part of the hu- or part, um, part and parcel of being a human being. And it's up to you to define grace and to whom or to what you direct your gratitude in life. And it depends on your personal beliefs and worldview, which I'm not here to um, challenge, really. I'm just um, here to, you know, pad out these topics and see if yoga can be relatable and useful tools for your, your exploration towards achieving your highest goals. So, the key point of the teachings here is actualizing your goals and your heart's desires and ultimately living a happy, meaningful life. So, take some time now to reflect upon your core values, your meaning of success, and what your goals are, and consider your process, your journey. Consider your definitions of effort and grace, your relationships to effort and grace, and how the two interact and play out in the process of achieving your goals. Explore whether you create enough space for grace. Explore whether your efforts are effortless. And um, don't be scared to redefine your core values or reassess or revise along the way. Ultimately, you know, in the path to recognising your heart's desires, you learn more about yourself. And in doing so, you get closer to truth and authenticity. And sometimes the journey is challenging or uncomfortable but that is all part of the of the play between effort and grace so good luck